Do you have headphones? I do. Are you in your room with the door closed? I am. Good. I don't want Grayson guest starring on my podcast again. Welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm really sad because this is the end. This is the end because today we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 39, and someday together we'll shine, which is the finale of Revolutionary Girl Utena, the anime. It's the end. It's our last raw before our other girls. Dawn of the third, dawn of the last day. Twenty-four hours remain. More like twenty-four minutes. Not even that. That's that, see how quickly time flew. We just lost twenty-three hours. This is terrible. Oh yeah. How do you? You haven't watched this, as the listeners know, because I forbid you from watching these last episodes before we did them. Panda's actually a tyrant, and she like won't let me do things. Only a little bit. She doesn't let me have fun. Doesn't let me watch anime. But yes, <laughs> whatever. That aside, yes, this I I've seen this utterly blind. And I am not prepared in any sense of the word, except maybe in the fact that I feel kind of warm because it's very warm inside and not very warm outside. It so is nice. strangely warm inside where I am also. My cat is here. My my soundproof room is soundproof. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to suffer. Before we hit play, having watched the previous episode, how do you feel going into this one? That feels like an appropriate reaction. I literally, that's all I've got. That, that is, that is it. That, that's, that's the thing. This episode is different from all of the other episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utena in a lot of ways, but most starkly, it is different because we don't have an opening in this episode. We get a, a title card, but we don't have the opening theme song with its opening animation. It's there's no spinning roses, there's no like you know, any of that cool stuff. It's just immediately jump right into the suffering. Well, let's do this if we must, and we must. Even the music is daunting. I can't hear the music, but I did hear it earlier. We get to relive the last moments of the previous episode, just just in case you forgot that Anthe stabs Utena in the back. Literally. Uh, spoilers. Well, it's not spoilers if we've already seen it. Uh, uh, it's, again, spoilers. Look at her eye, like, do the little thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And again, we have to see Utena fall to the ground, surrounded by Anthe's pool of blood for a dress. Anthe says, you remind me so much of Dios when I loved him, but you can never be my prince because you're a girl. This is the same stuff that Akio said before. And she just chunks the sword. Yeah. Anthe throws the sword away. She throws it across the arena or whatever. And as Utena lies on the ground, she takes the Anthe takes the rose sword from Utena's hand. And we see the student council. 
They're talking about how Utena has entered the dueling arena, representing all of them. Until everything is finished, they must remain duelists. Naname's already taken her ring off. She just wants to forget about this whole thing. She's like making something. Oh yeah, they're making food. And actually this food looks kind of good. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it looks really good. It's got like some corn and stuff. Probably some meat, which I wouldn't eat. Jury is telling us a story about how when she was a kid, her sister nearly drowned in a river. A boy jumped into the water to try to save her, but well, luckily for her sister, a nearby adult managed to come by and rescue her, but the boy who jumped in was washed away. Naname's like, you mean he drowned? Jury says, my sister soon forgot the boy's name. What a cold-hearted person she is, I thought. But now, as hard as I try, I can't remember his name either. Less depressing. Thanks a lot, Jerry. I love how they have those skewers with the little rose crest on the top. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was a very good detail and I want them. Same, honestly. And now Naname asks the question that all of us want to know. Why did you just tell us that story? And we're back to Akio and Anthe. And Akio's like, yo, Anthe, give me the sword. Why won't you give me the sword? Anthe's just sort of looking down, holding the sword. Akio asks her if she has regrets. I suppose it's because you've in- you've ended up bringing sorrow to your friend. Akio oh. says, yes, all of this is my fault. Do you hate what I've become? And he's like crying and I hate this. He, she sa- he says, perhaps if I had tried to be the prince I used to be, no one would have gotten hurt. Why the fuck is he crying? He says, your pain and suffering, I feel them always. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? You're the one doing this. Like, this is literally your fault. Uh, have you ever gotten the, the, the sort of impression that Dios, Akio, the Prince, might, is kind of a gestalt entity? I don't know what that means. I've seen that word before. It's not, he's, he's not one person, but several. Hmm. Well, we've kind of talked about that, how Akio is a man of many hats. And like, this this exchange makes me wonder to what extent that that's just him putting on hats, how much he's actually, if if the old prince is actually, is like a whole other person. And like coming forward just for a bit, like almost another personality, completely. Anthe has given Akio the sword, and he approaches the Rose Gate. He says, the portal which seals the power to revolutionize the world. Where did that come from? Look, everything's fake. Nothing is real. Who cares? Everything's a metaphor. Yeah, I guess everything is a metaphor. Wow, that looks... This is really stark. And real. It's very apocalyptic looking. Yes. Look at all that empty space. You might say it's the... End of the world! Wait, what? Anthe goes to walk towards him, and Utena reaches out and grabs the trail of her dress and says, Don't. Anthe says, Oh, stubborn and reckless hero, you let me have a small taste of friendship farewell and all the while Utena is pleading no don't and then Anthe's not in her dress anymore it collapses it's pretty standard Anthe maneuver yeah using magic and shit and suddenly a bunch of swords it's basically the tagline for this show a bunch of swords the million swords which shine with human hatred they are stirred by the sight of this prince's sword they're all sort of like flying up towards the platform that our three characters are on and they move past Akio standing on a walkway before the rose seal and the chanting can be heard from the flashback which 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 
we see Anthe, her hair down and naked, suspended in the air, and all of these swords fly up to stab her, much like they did before. And I warned you about this, Alice, before we watched this, but this scene is brutal. Like, it's really brutal. You don't even see that much of it, but, like, you can see the horror on Utena's face as she sees Anthe stabbed over and over and over. And Akio just kind of looks up and starts to walk off and says, all of this is what Anthe has chosen for herself. And, oh, my God, Utena, you precious angel baby. This whole time, like, even though Anthe literally stabbed her in the back, she's still pleading because she wants to help Anthe. Oh, my God. Akio starts trying to open the door, and this is what I was referring to when I said metaphorical penetration earlier. Would be a great grindcore band name. Akio oh. is hacking and slashing at the door with the sword. And every time he does it, it causes Utena to like jolt like she's in pain. And I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore the penetrative metaphor there of what he is attempting to do. Thanks for that. Especially when he says, you should lie still. I'll treat your wound later. And we see her in the dress again, the bride dress. And we see Dios on the carousel. And they're talking about the rose door and talking about how through that door is eternity. That which shines with that power, anything is possible. It's too much for you, Dios says. You're just a girl, aren't you? Besides, you don't have that power. With such power, you could do anything. You could free that girl from her destiny. But how the power shall be used is for me to decide. Oh, see, you changed right there at the end, though. Dio says to her, come on now, don't look so sad. You've tried so hard to now. You've treasured the rose crest ring until now. A kiss to show my appreciation. And Dios leans down and kisses her ring and says, this is the only comfort I can offer. But Utena refuses to give up. She punches the ground and tries to lift herself up as hard as it could be. And it looks really hard, guys. Jeez. We see the shadow going over her of the swords that are flying up to see Anthe or to stab Anthe. And one last time, Akio tries to open the rose door with the sword and it breaks. He said, when will I finally regain the power of Dios? Oh, well, the rose bride still belongs to me. And then Utena back there like, bitch, you thought. How does she get over the gap? I don't know, man. Nothing's real. Utena's staggering and Akio's like, dude, you're not going to be able to do this. The sword's been shattered. And she's like, she can barely walk. She falls over and Akio manages to catch her. And he's like, well, I couldn't do it. So, and then Utena pushes him away. and By his face. She pushes his face away and takes a few more steps and then falls again. And we see Wakaba. And she was walking outside and she looked up at the chairman's tower. And then we're back to what is presumably happening in the tower, which is Utena trying to open the rose gate with her hands. And... This is a crude joke, and I will make no excuses for it, but I would like to acknowledge 
that Akio failed to open the gate with his sword, but Utena is managing to do so with her hands. Ugh. I will not apologize for that. I would comment, but now there are two Akios. Yeah, there's Akio and Dios now, and they're kind of, they're not talking to each other. They're kind of both talking to Utena, and Akio's talking about how he's taken enough risks to try to get the power to revolutionize the world. That's how the power works. And Dios kind of walks off, and Akio's just drinking his drink, like, he's just chilling there. Utena says, the only time I've ever been happy was when I was with you. She's talking to Anthe. She's trying so hard. If you hear the swords in the background. And her tear, we see the animation of the water going to her ring, just like we always did before the duels. And all the swords swords stop. stop. They're frozen in the air. Akio rises. He's confused. Like, this is not supposed to happen. Dios. Dios is riding off. You know something's up. And you can see Utena's hands are red and they're bruised from trying to open this gate so hard. And Akio's like, don't open it. Don't you know what will happen? And the swords start to move again. And they break away from Anthe. Oh, where, but where are they? Uta is trying so hard to open it. Like, you can really see how much she's struggling. God, what's in there? All the swords are in a torrent, a ring around them at the top. And Uta is just like, Anthe, Anthe, we see inside the coffin. We see inside the rose gate. And it's Anthe. Oh, God. She says, who's there? Uta says, I came to save you. Anthe says, but who are you? Is that, is that her says, I came all this way to save you, so don't be afraid of this world where we can meet. And you're right, that is child Utena's voice now. Utena's pleading with her. She's trying to open the door and Anthe says, Miss Utena? Utena says, Anthe, at last we meet. Anthe looks so scared. She cries out for Utena, and everything starts crumbling around them. It's all falling apart. Some of this imagery you're going to recognize from the opening, actually. Utena's reaching her hand in there, and she's trying to get Anthe to grab her hand. Utena says, if you don't hurry and get out of here... Oh my god, just take her hand! Please, give me your hand. Oh my god, just take it. Please. And Anthe starts crying, and I'm not crying... Oh, God. Anthe reaches out her hand, and she and Utena say, Someday, together. And they grab each other's hands. Oh, my God. Everything starts to break, and they grab each other's hands. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they fall. They're apart. Utena says, I guess in the end, I couldn't be a prince. Forgive me, Anthe. For pretending to be a prince. Forgive me. All the swords get back together. It's like make one huge... They make one giant sword. Sword. Headed straight for Utena. And we're back on Wakaba, who was trying to see if Utena was home because she wanted to do homework with her. And we see, again, everything exploding in an apocalypse. This is from the opening. We've seen this a thousand times. And now oh, the I sky is blue, 
and we hear people talking about what they're going to do when they graduate. I think it's Aiko and Biko, at least their voices. We see Otori and everything seems to be normal. Everything's just the way that it's always been. Except I'm noticing a, a certain dis- a certain difference. In the conversation yeah. that Aiko and Biko are having, one of them mentions that the other used to be obsessed with Utena. And then the other one says, hey, who was Utena again? Huh? Don't you know? Remember, she dressed in boys' clothes. The teachers were always getting on to her. Oh, now I remember. We see Anthe walking through a hallway, and these girls are speculating about what happened to Utena. She got hospitalized. She got transferred to another school. She got in trouble with the chairman and got expelled. Not incorrect. <laughs> and we see the stopwatch. I thought last episode was a series wrap on the stopwatch, but we see it one last time. Oh my god, he's... he's we kind of get be... to see all of the student council members living normal lives. And actually having, like, conversation. Shiori this is the most normal joined... I've seen them. Shiori joined the fencing team. The the three the Greek chorus guys got rejected by the um, Naname squad. It's very good. We see Wait, a scene what? of a girl we don't know doing the thing that Wakaba used to do to Utena and jumping on her back. And now we're in Akio's office and he's talking about, as I thought, Utena caused no revolution to occur. She's just one more sad dropout in this world. He's rewriting the rules of the Rose Crest and he's counting on Anthe. But Anthe gives him her glasses and she says, you really don't know what's happened, do you? It doesn't matter. By all means, stay in this cozy coffin and pretend to play Prince. But I have to go now. She isn't gone at all. She's merely vanished from your world. And she walks away as Akio is screaming for her to come back. And she says goodbye. And we see Anthe with her hair down. She's not in the school uniform anymore. She's not in her rose bride dress. She's in her own clothes. Yeah. And Choo Choo's with her. He's got a little bag. And she says, Aww. it's my turn to go. No matter where you are, I swear I'll find you. Oh Wait for me, Utena. She picks up her bag and she walks off. Steps over the threshold. She steps over the threshold and she leaves Otori. Oh my god. So that's the end. That's it. That's the last episode. I'm okay. Okay, well, I'm not okay. Oh, my God. Hold on. I, that's, um, I need to wipe my eyes. Yeah, I've got something <laughs> in my eyes. And in my throat. Oh my and in my whole body. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I hate that this YouTube version doesn't have the credits that I saw when I watched the dub earlier because the credits for the dub just have Anthe and she's just walking while the credits play over her. Anthe's free. She escaped. Finally. I just want her to fight Utena. Oh my god. Oh jeez. I... And I don't know if you're still watching the credits, but... I am. The very last scene... We see a framed picture of Uta and Anthe, and it's a quote from earlier in the series where Uta is talking about how if Anthe has any problems, she wants 
Anthony to come to her about it. And they say someday together. And then the last shot is them holding hands. Oh, man. And that's Revolutionary Girl Utena, guys. That's the whole thing. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, Alice. Yeah, Panda. How do you feel about I that feel, episode? I feel a lot of. Oh, my God. I feel emotion and. Oh, my God. I told you like, this was going to happen. I told you we were going to cry. And then we're just going to, like, cry on. It's just it's just 20 more minutes of us crying, guys. You can see Basically. Oh, my God. Like. Oh, jeez. Like, God. When, like, she was just like, please take my hand. I was, like, trying not to ugly cry. Me too. And she's just, please, 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 please. And Anthony finally does, and then she slips. And it didn't matter. But it kind of did. But it did matter. She did cause a revolution. It just wasn't the kind of revolution that they thought it would be. And isn't that you know, how revolutions tend to go? You know, it occurs to me that in the aftermath, like, they're all kind of different. Don't then they seem like normal for the first time yeah actually yeah like they're all different they're all like like Seonji and Toga were just pretending you know they were just practicing like Kendo or whatever they were talking about like the future and stuff and like you know even Shiori seems different like we get all of these little character highlights Mickey is helping Mitsuru, and now Mitsuru's got his own little stopwatch. Oh my god, he's gonna- is that what- is he gonna be the next Mickey? What- what is he even- the timing? I don't even care, I'm just glad that he's timing. I'm glad that he's gonna be there and be a good boy. I, <sighs> I like that we get a little glimpse at everybody, that we get to see what happens. Because, like, it feels very, like- it feels very end of a coming of age movie where you see like you know so and so ended up graduating from this university and getting this job except we didn't really have like a narration like that but it's just sort of like that's that's it it felt the same you know it really did and like god she just she just left she she could do that now yeah she was free the real revolution was the friends we made along the way, Alice. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever cry at that. <laughs> but it, except it's kind of true. It was Utana who gave her the strength to break free. I don't know. I feel weird about that phrasing. But like, Utana helped her realize that she could. Oh, I think it was, I think it might be instead of giving her strength more like Utana lifted the coffin just a little bit so that Anthony could realize it was a coffin and realize that she wasn't alone and that she didn't didn't have have to be be. we said that at the same time oh my god oh man yeah and then she just vanished but maybe not forever she's out there somewhere She's just not in Akio's world anymore. She broke free. Utena broke free too. Do you think she'll find Utena? Do you think Utena's gone? I I think she'll find Utena. And I know that that's like me wanting her to find Utena, but I don't care. Like, I think she does. She better. 
I believe oh, in my heart that she does. I believe in the thing that your heart believes. Oh, God. Yeah, like, Uta managed to break free, too, even though we don't know where she is at the end of the series. Like, she spent this whole time trying to stay within that prince-princess-like dynamic, and it was only once she realized that once she truly realized that she didn't have to do that, that was when both of them got to be free. Because she wasn't saving Anthe at that point because she was trying to be a noble prince. She was just doing it because that's what needed to be done. Like, yeah, at first I, I read that, that as sort of her giving up. But now I kind of realize it's not. It's It's more like she is not so much giving up as she is realizing that it was there was nothing really to give up there was all that a lot of her what she was doing was posturing that she wasn't she isn't a prince and that's okay she's that's an okay thing to do i'm gonna see if i can find okay there was a post there was a blog post that somebody sent us um almost a year ago in march of 2017 and it was about like uh sort of like an analysis of uh, revolutionary girl Utena on feminism projections and gender archetypes and uh, let's see there was a bit here about the apocalypse uh, I'm gonna read there there I'll link to this on Twitter so that everybody can read it I've been holding off on it because it has spoilers for the series and when we got sent it at, we were not far enough that uh that now, I could link nothing it to Nothing can be spoiled. Well, I mean, the movie, I guess, and the manga, but, like, you know. But, okay, I'm gonna read this, uh, I'm gonna read this bit about the Apocalypse Saga that was written by mid-night-swim on tumblr.com. The Apocalypse Saga, I believe, is exemplified by a conversation that was held between Seonji and Toka, finding young Utena in the coffin at her parents' funeral. We see young Utena holding on to her past, thus her first complex death. The correlation of holding on to the past and death is emphasized when Seonji, noting how the duelists are all trapped by their pasts and thus trapped in coffins. While Utena may have eventually overcome her grief, Seonji states that she's still trapped in the coffin. This brings us, then, to Utena's present-day prominent projection, the castle and the gender roles it represents. I think they're talking about, let's see, Jungian feminism. Do you know anything about Jungian feminism? Um, I know enough to know that it's Jung. Yeah, or Jung. I'm, I haven't really heard it said. I've only read it. Um, their, their whole, this whole analysis is... Uh, about uh Jungian feminism which I don't really know that much about but uh the person who wrote this seems to uh you have to leave me that because I'm going to have to read it yeah no you'll you'll definitely enjoy this and I've been waiting until we got to finish the series so that I could send this to you because I know that you're gonna love like all of this to continue reading because Utsuna still subscribes to the prince princess archetype the prince complex traps her in her role as it do also does with Anthe. As the character Anthe is the most affected and trapped by the prince complex. When the castle is finally opened, we find Anthe concealed within a coffin that prevents her physical growth and psychological escape. 
Finally realizing the agony Anthe suffers, Utena confronts Akio. There, Akio attempts to force Utena into her assigned gender role. I am the prince, and you are the princess. Utena refused and vows to free Anthe from him. Utena rejects the princess role, telling Akio that she is a prince. The moment Utena says these words, the castle begins to crumble. In rejecting her assigned gender role, Utena has subverted both the castle and the gender norms it represents. However, it is not enough. Utena may have proved that a girl can be a prince, but Akio's castle worldview still necessitates the archetype of prince-princess. Utena's rejection of gender roles may have shaken the castle's foundations, but because it continued to impose the ideal of gender roles, she ultimately fails to destroy the castle. The projected prince complex must be destroyed by the destruction of the prince-princess ideal as a whole, not solely by Utena, but by Anthe as well. Determined to free Anthe, Utena opens the coffin at the heart of the castle, where Anthe is naked and free from any role her clothing would assign to her, as she is neither princess, prince, nor witch. Utena asks Anthe to take her hand, asking Anthe to participate in her salvation, an act that goes against the entire prince-princess archetype, and only when Anthe rejects this ideal does the castle begin crumbling down. In order to fully reject the prince complex, Anthe must take full agency. Just as Utena is about to pull Anthe out of the coffin, Anthe's coffin plummets away. To destroy the castle, there can be no princes, princesses, a fact underscored by Utena's statement that, in the end, she couldn't be a prince. With the princess gone, the swords attack Utena, destroying the prince aspect before obliterating the castle and Akio's projectors, the symbols of Anthe's oppression. Only by removing both the Princess Anthe and the Prince Utena can the Prince Ideal be truly destroyed. By no means is Utena dead. As Anthe tells Akio, she is merely vanished from his world. With its strict defined Prince-Princess roles, Otori cannot contain someone who fits into neither role, and thus Utena, with her princely role destroyed, vanishes from the fairy tale world that is Otori, presumably alive in the outside world, where she is neither prince nor princess, but a full person. Anthe, now empowered, cannot exist in Otori either, and leaves Akio, embarks for the outside world to, uh, to search for Utena. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, 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 that's about kind of what I would have read as well. Yeah, that's what I mean too when I say that, like, the revolution was for Anthe, but it was for Utena too, because she realized that she doesn't have to be a prince anymore either. She can just be a person. So yeah. So yeah. Was it a good episode, Alice? It was. It really, really was. Honestly, like, I'm so glad that this is such a fitting ending for the show because I feel like there's always the danger with something like this where, like, you have such, like, a complicated metaphoric world and managing to tie all of that together can be really difficult but they did it they really did it i just like i can't get over like utana just begging for anthe to grab her hand god that broke my heart mm -hmm. it just broke my heart we're probably gonna have to do another episode like as a like like a post-series wrap-up, like once yeah, we've been able to process all this. 
once we're not crying. Once we're not crying, and hopefully we won't cry when we try to talk about it. It's gonna happen. Probably. I cry very Probably. easily. Same. Big dumb cry babies. Yep, that's us. We're just Usagis. Yeah, yeah, we are. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> oh. Any final thoughts? Any more thoughts? Doesn't necessarily have to be final. We don't have to end like right now. Nothing, nothing has to end. And isn't that the whole point? That it doesn't end? The apocalypse was not the real apocalypse. It was just a new beginning. We talked about rev- we always say revol- go revolutionize the world. It has always been a joke, but for real this time. This time it happened. This time it happened. I guess that's all we've got for the episode. At least so. for now. At least for now. <laughs> I don't know. This feels short for how momentous it is, but I also feel like we just have to like we're probably gonna have to sit on it for a minute because i mean like you know i had seen it before but like it's still it had been a while and i remembered what happened like an objective fact but like seeing it is an entirely different thing yeah and well, I, I don't can, know i i can say this it's been a really wonderful ride it really has I can't wait to do the movie. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good old time. It has been a wonderful ride, and I'd like to thank you, Panda, for roping me into it. Well, thank you, Alice, for doing this with me. I'd like to thank y'all out there listening. Yeah, I would have. When we started doing this, I would have never imagined that there were people who like would look forward to listening to this i don't know like maybe like even saying that feels very like it feels kind of conceited to be like yeah there are people who look forward to listening to my podcast but like it just like it blows my mind that there are people like i know that people love utana but like it blows my mind that there are people out there who actually like enjoy listening to the two of us talk about this weird fucking anime and like to the point that some of them even want to participate in our talking about this weird ass anime i know that i speak for both of us when i say that it's been a really wonderful experience that's been really kind of surreal a couple times very very surreal and the real revolution really was the friends we made along the way we never got Rebecca Sugar on the show, but that's okay. It's a pretty lofty goal. You know, you have to shoot for the moon so that you aim among the stars and then asphyxiate in the void. That's how that goes. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 80%. That feels very it's, fitting for this. It's very fitting. All right. This is not going to be the last that we talk about this episode, but it is going to be the last that we talk about it for now. We'd like to reiterate again that this is not our last episode. Oh God, no, definitely that. Yes, good. That it is a good time to remind everyone this is definitely not our last episode. We still have. We're probably going to do an episode after this to like fully parse out our feelings, and then we're going to do the movie, and then we're going to have some post-show episodes where we have some interesting guests. Because all of our guests are interesting and all of our guests so far have been wonderful. So I can't imagine that our future guests will be anything less than wonderful. And the manga. And the manga. And then, and then, have we talked about this on the air yet? Yeah, we've mentioned that we're after we finish everything Utsuno, we're going to do Yuri Kuma. Guys, 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 guys. Please stay with us long enough for Panda to experience 
the levels of gay that Yurikuma has to offer. Somebody told me, and that somebody being Alice, that Yurikuma is almost too gay, and I'm interested to experience what that's like. Not even almost. It is very much too. But yeah, that's in the future. The, the now is full of drying tears and and the ghost of Utena somewhere out there beyond Akio's domain. Someday together they'll shine. And ten years from now they have a date after all. To drink tea and laugh together. <sighs> I'm so oh. emotional. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sorry that you guys had to listen to me talk while also crying. Honestly, I that's apologize probably... for everything. It's probably some of the best couple minutes of, of time airtime we've ever had. Oh, but sonically, it's got to be terrible. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well. All right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtenaCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Alice? They can follow me at LyraWolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you would like to be in a post-series episode to talk about any of the themes or characters or other miscellaneous details of Utena, now that we have finished the series officially, you can contact us on Twitter about that. But the best way to do that is to contact us at imaginemeandutena at gmail.com. And if you would like to buy our logo on a t-shirt or anything else you can do that at the pinned link in our tweet if you would like to support us on patreon while we uh continue to finish out the rest of everything utana and then do yuri kuma and then maybe the other ikahara series that's about penguins or we figure out what we're gonna do next Uh, We really appreciate your contributions, and it helps a lot, and I love you, all of you, even the ones who can't donate. I love all of you for listening (laughs) and for participating and talking to us on Twitter, and those of you who want to come on and talk to us, all of you have been really great, and I just, I've made some new great friends from doing this crazy thing, and... Yeah, I don't really have an ending for that statement. That's basically it. Um, say, say the thing you say. We revolutionized the world, guys. And someday together, we'll shine. See you later. See you later.